Traylon Burks is going to be your outside guy that is going to demand the wide receiver one attention. And I think that just because DeAndre Hopkins is on this team, you can't take away, you can't devalue Traylon Burks. Welcome into the Flex, a fantasy football show. I am your host, JT Runke, producer and writer here at Broadway Sports Media. And welcome back. And to start off this episode, I, I think we need to have a talk. Just, you know, sit down, have a little FDR style fireside chat right now. State of the Union, if you will. Um, and, you know, when playing fantasy, it's supposed to be a lot of fun. You're supposed to be super excited, you know, getting super excited. Training camp only about, geez, I think we're only four days away from training camp. So it's literally right here. We're getting all excited. But I, I have to admit, I am a little bit scared. Or I maybe maybe I'm just concerned because we have to talk about the one, the only Chigakonkwo. Over on my other show, the Hot Re Podcast, which um, if you're listening to the show, you probably listen to the Hot Re Podcast. I produce that show with my good friend Easton Freeze. Um, I, I don't like to take credit, but I do feel like we have a legitimate claim to be the founders of the Chigakonkwo fan club. We. From from the earliest parts of the season, we were calling Jig the prince that was promised. We saw the potential in him and how we thought he could rise into a, a very young star here in the league at the tight end position. If if we're, I would say Easton's probably the president of the club and I'm probably the vice president. But if we're on this, this Chig hype train here, let's say that Easton is the locomotive uh, engineer. He is driving this train as he has all last season all off season and I, I i'm the conductor of the train i am i am animated tom hanks with a mustache singing about hot chocolate clicking all the tickets writing into each ticket that chig is the prince that was promised <laughs> um this this hype train for chigaconquo ha has has been taken over by a hostile takeover it has been hijacked by the national media and the national fantasy media. Um, let me explain. So over the past, I would say two and a half, three weeks, man, I have seen four, five PFF graphics of of either tight ends or just like who is going to be the next up and coming star. And it has been Chig, Chig. It has always been about Chig. Everyone is now Chig Conquo. He's, he's the next guy. And, you know, I've seen even some TikTok videos of channels. I won't name because, you know, they are very clickbaity and there's a lot of TikTok uh, fantasy football people out there that, that just are throwing around wild accusations for players who they, they're just not cut out for that, uh, for that kind of expectation. And, Chigakonkwo is fitting into one where someone is talking about Chigakonkwo being the tight, the possible sleeper tight end one for this season in fantasy football. And, and I just, I just thought I had to come on here and say, we got it. I'm scared for Chig because I don't, I don't think that that's realistic expectations. And I, and I know where, where these expectations are coming from. Um, and I think it can pretty much be summed up in, in a, in a tweet I saw from Mina Kimes the other day after Deandre Hopkins was signed to the Tennessee Titans in which it, it was just like a meme, you know, those memes, like wasn't the exact one, but the one where the, the, the guy and girl at her baseball game and this guy in the sunglasses, it's just like 
obviously talking about something in so much depth and the girl just like has no interest whatsoever it's kind of one of those pictures um so it said yeah it was a small sample size but chigakonkwo ranked second in yards per target and yards after the catch per reception amongst tight ends last season so you know small sample size but when when Todd Downing finally gave Chigakonkwo the ball. The dude was a yards after the catch monster. And I think that's why people think that he's going to, to possibly be the sleeper kind of guy. Um, and I think he has the promise. And yes, I think he's going to be good, but we got to pump the brakes here because he's not going to be tight end one this year. He probably won't even be tight end five, but I do think that the potential that Chig has is, is, potential that he will be pushing for a top 10 tight end spot and will be a viable starter every week. And he'll be considered a viable starter that you can consider in your lineup. So I don't think that you shouldn't draft Chigakonk. Well, I'm just saying don't, don't, give into the hype and overdraft Chikakonkwo because then you're setting him up for expectations that he's not going to, um, to fill. And that's all I really have to say on Chigakonkwo. I just got to come out here and protect my boy, I think, because yeah, um, as, as Danny Kelly on the ringers fantasy football show has quoted before me and Easton freeze of the hot re podcast. We are big Chig guys. And I feel like I have to come out here and, protect him all right now let's get on to the rest of the show which uh, i do have to say mea culpa um i'm sorry i did kind of title this episode as a little bit of a tease um i did say and that's what we're going to talk about mainly today is that deandre hopkins doesn't change the titans offensive outlook at least for fantasy purposes and and i'm about to go into a lot of detail because i put out a tweet um, the other day, once DeAndre Hopkins, of course, was signed to the Tennessee Titans for a two-year deal. Um, and I put this out, um, r- responding to a tweet, you know, one of those, God, the PFF tweets of just like, the Titans have some weapons now. Who's stopping this team? You know, all those all those, those engagement-like posts that PFF is their bread and b- butter. And they, I do not, I do not criticize them for them i respect them for that because you know this is this is a very high engagement environment that we are in on twitter so i I responded to this and said i'm so confused by all these fantasy gurus saying Traylon burke's value is is going down the drain it is absolutely falling the market for Traylon burke especially in dynasty leagues and and keeper leagues like that it's gone well well, why do we draft because now deandre hopkins is there and i just put all this investment into Traylon burks and now he he's just not going to be worth the the value the capital that i invested in um but my point is i what why are we saying that as if we haven't seen time and time again Young receivers find success when paired with a dangerous veteran threat. If anything, I think this might give Burks the room to to explode and become a viable fantasy starter on a weekly basis. And I left it off by saying sometimes less is more, because I, as we've been talking with DeAndre Hopkins, if 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 it does nothing for the Titans, but give Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwo and that entire offense just a little bit more breathing room. It takes all the pressure off Traylon Burks 
to be the wide receiver one and be the target that everybody is looking at. If it takes the pressure off Derek Henry as they no longer can really stack the box because they know the Titans are going to go against the run. If you now have DeAndre Hopkins there and it can go to Traylon Burks, DeAndre Hopkins, or Chica Conquo on every single play, it, it, it sets up Traylon Burks to see less coverage than he was going to see if DeAndre Hopkins was not on this team. And I had some people say, well, well, what exact examples might you be talking about? And I, I have three here that I think are, are pretty close to what we might see from, from this season. And I'll start with the obvious one. Um, Calvin Ridley's breakout season uh, to Julio Jones. I would say that at least it, relatively, all three of these players are either uh, slightly above the talent level of Traylon Burks, right at the the talent level of Traylon Burks, and another receiver that's right below it. So the one that I think is probably pretty close to what Traylon Burks' potential can be is a guy like Calvin Ridley, especially in the 2020 season, where Calvin Ridley had uh, 90 receptions on 143 targets, 50 more targets than the previous season for 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. And that was the year right before, um, of course, he had to, he sidelined himself with mental health reasons for 2021, the whole gambling thing, and now he's back with the Jaguars. But that's the season before all that went down, Calvin Ridley exploded into becoming a top eight fantasy option at the wide receiver position. And of course, who was next to him on that offense that made it gave it the argument for for him to do that. We had uh, a lot in Julio Jones, who only played nine games, but in those games made a, a significant impact. He had 51 receptions on 68 targets for 700 yards and three touchdowns. So this is a veteran presence on this team who demands some of your attention. And it's not and it, and it makes Calvin Ridley, of course, now the wide receiver one on that team, but you still have this veteran threat that demands a presence. Another example I have, of course, is AJ Brown, a, a former Titan who had to cut his teeth in the league as 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 the running mate next to Corey Davis. Um, you can look in a couple of his like every single season that that AJ Brown. Uh, was coming into the league, especially in 2019, where he had 52 uh, receptions on 84 targets for over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. In 2019, Corey Davis had 43 receptions on 69 targets for 600 yards and two touchdowns. In 2020, after on the last season of uh, Arthur Smith, AJ Brown, 70 receptions for 100 or 70 receptions on 106 targets for another 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns to Corey Davis's uh, 65 receptions on 92 targets for almost 1,000 yards, 984 yards, and five touchdowns. So when you pair this veteran wide receiver with a young guy, you're always going to demand the presence that... Now, of course, I, I talked about um, one being a little better than Traylon Burks, which I think... A.J. Brown does deserve the credit that right now, even though he was drafted as the heir apparent to A.J. Brown, um, he A.J. Brown still possesses right now the, the more potential and promise than Traylon Burks. However, getting this, getting a veteran wide receiver to take some of the pressure off, I think does wonders for, for this team. One more 
that I will share here is you got to go back to Tyler Boyd's terrific breakout season in 2018, where he was a top 10 to 12 wide receiver in 2018, where he played 14 games. He had 76 receptions on 108 targets. That was 70 more targets than he saw the previous year for just a little over a thousand yards and seven touchdowns in 2018. In the same season, AJ Green only played nine games, but he had 46 receptions for 77 targets. 694 yards and six touchdowns. So when you look at it, it seems like the veteran receiver is, is getting less of the volume here. And I think that's my point that these, these fantasy gurus don't understand is that I still believe Traylon Burks will be wide receiver one on this team. Um, and what further kind of, cemented that in my brain is um a guy on twitter brett coleman who i i really respect i really enjoy all of his work in which um once the the news broke he said this is how i see the titans offense working he said hopkins is going to play the x he's going to be, be that outside guy burks in the z and then phillips or nick westbrook akine in the slot at the z However, he came back to this tweet and said, been watching cards and Titans tape all evening. Need to amend this. Hopkins ain't an X anymore. He'll be a Z, but Burks is the X. And I think that I think that's fair to say. I think Traylon Burks is going to be your outside guy that is going to demand the wide receiver one attention. And I think that just because DeAndre Hopkins is on this team, you can't take away, you can't devalue Traylon Burks just because of that. Now, are there other ways that you can devalue Traylon Burks? Sure. He, he hasn't played a full season. He dealt with a lot of injuries last season and he's still relatively unproven. And, but, but these are kind of the risks you're having to take. If you want to take Traylon Burks this year, especially talking more specifically in dynasty leagues, if you want to take a guy like Traylon Burks, you're betting on that from year one, to year two jump that you think Traylon Burks is going to take. So with that in mind, let's take a look where Traylon Burks currently is on uh, fantasy rankings. And I'm looking at fantasy pros for reference right now, kind of the most up-to-date rankings that we have out there right now, because um, some of them still don't have DeAndre Hopkins as a Titan. So right now on fantasy pros, they have DeAndre Hopkins as the wide receiver 34 in half PPR, and they have Traylon Burks as the wide receiver 36 in half PPR. So it, it just a spot between them. So DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks have Jahan Dotson in the middle of these two here, um, just kind of splitting the difference. I think that's a massive, it's a massive bargain if you want to take Traylon Burks in these, in, in redraft leagues at least, because I think Traylon Burks might go a little higher than that. Um, in dynasty leagues, but especially in redraft leagues, Traylon Burks as the wide receiver, 36. You're getting you're getting Traylon Burks right now around the same spot that you're taking rookies like Jordan Addison and JSN. You're taking you're you're getting him close to other guys with trying to take a second year leap like Jahan Dotson and George Pickens, and like if if everyone wants to keep sleeping on Traylon Burks, let them sleep on Traylon Burks but I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to affect the fantasy outlook of this team as much as everyone thinks. And that's going to lead into the final segment for today on the flex, another short show, 
but come on guys we're we're so close to um training camp i'm so excited for that and once we really hit training camp and get the ground running gonna get a lot of guests on here gonna kind of just trying to slodge through the last slodge. I don't even think trudge, I think is the word I was trying to, to, to use there, but <laughs> um, we're trying to get to training camp because then that's when, what's when the real, the real uh, content starts to really start to churn. You know, you got your top, uh, top 10 to 12 at each position. We're going to start doing full rankings. We're going to say how you should really do your drafts. Also kind of a, a look into the future, probably going to start, um promoting a broadway sports media league we're gonna have a lot of things with a lot of guys here at broadway sports media so i'm so excited but we're so close to it but just kind of want to take a little bit more of a titan centered show because i had those thoughts and kind of wanted to share them today the last segment though here kind of ties in to Traylon burks a little bit but it has to do also as i talked about the big year for a lot of wide receivers is that jump from wide from year one to year two and today i thought you know, sometimes it's just it's really random to see these guys make those those jumps to year two and become an absolute stud. So I, I think I was just going to take some time here and look back through at least I would say about 10 of these guys or so and and where they were drafted and talk about their season last year and then kind of determine if they're going to be a stud this year, if they're going to be a dud or man, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, 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 there's a couple on here that truly, I just have no idea, but I think I have a good pulse on a couple of these guys. So let's jump right into it with the first wide receiver taken in last year's draft, Drake London. Dude's going to be a stud. And the reason I say this is because who else do you have on the outside <laughs> down there in Atlanta? Of course you have Kyle Pitts, Coming off an injury, you have Bijan Robinson and Cordell Patterson who will who will definitely take targets out of the backfield. But Drake London showed some promise towards the end of the season last year, as well as Desmond Ritter. I think Desmond Ritter is a good thing for Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I think if you look, go back and look at the tape, Marcus Mariota was a lot of the reason why these guys weren't producing early in the season. And I think this year... After Desmond Ritter showed some promise, he's not going to be like a top 10 quarterback, I don't think. I think he's still going to have his flaws. But but he did put up numbers in, in the last five or six games of the season or so as, as Atlanta seemed to be kind of putting it together. And I just don't think that they're going to be able to throw the ball to anybody else besides Drake London. I think the dude was a stud last year. I think he's going to continue on his development and be a stud this year. The next wide receiver up here is Garrett Wilson. And I'm going to say that Garrett Wilson is a dud, not because of his phys like the physical NFL style football that he's going to play there as a physical NFL player, non fantastical, whimsical fantasy player, just as a football player. I think Garrett Wilson is great for fantasy. I'm going to say he's a dud, but based on where he's being taken currently in in half PPR leagues right now Garrett Wilson is the wide receiver 10 which is crazy to me that Garrett Wilson is 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 up that high I think what a lot goes into it right now is that it's a new quarterback Aaron Rodgers brought a lot of his friends over 
And Aaron Rodgers sometimes does not like to throw to the, the ball to his number one receiver because he, he just doesn't have a great connection with them because they run the wrong route because Aaron Rodgers just so happened to hear someone sit, call the earth uh, not flat that day. Like it, it, Aaron Rodgers is so just all over the place that it's hard for me to count on Garrett Wilson being a top 10 wide receiver this season because of how many mouths there are to feed. Like there's a very real possibility that some weeks you could be very frustrated with Garrett Wilson because Alan Lazard is eating up so many targets from him. You also have Brees Hall coming back. Brees Hall is going to get his due. You have a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. And I think that while Garrett Wilson will still be a fine wide receiver two up to wide receiver one upside, drafting him right now as a top 10 wide receiver is is just something that I want to stay away from. The next guy on this list, Chris Olave, drafted by the New Orleans Saints. I'm calling this guy a stud, plain and simple, most likely because for the opposite reason of Garrett Wilson, there really is no one else to throw the ball to. Like Michael Thomas maybe comes back and is serviceable if he can stay on the field for more than like four plays at a time. Like, Chris Olave is going to be the guy that Derek Carr looks to throw to. I think also a, a place that Chris Olave really shines in this league is the deep ball and the deep route. And there may be not a better th- passer in the deep ball than Derek Carr. He loves to chuck it down there. And if Chris Olave is going to be down there, he's going to have a few weeks where he goes crazy because that connection might be really good. So I'm calling him a stud um, because I think there's a lot of potential with Chris Olave this season on the new Orleans saints. The next wide receiver, Jamison Williams. Dud on the fact that he's going to miss the first six games of the season. And then after that, I mean, they just, Traded for Denzel Mims, you have Amon Ross St. Brown, you have Marvin Jones back, um, you have David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, who they spent a, a 12th overall pick this season on. Um, like, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. And I don't think that drafting Jamison Williams before maybe like the 12th or 13th round of your fantasy football drafts is really worthwhile right now. I think it's a guy that'll probably sit on the waiver wire for a little bit. And as he starts getting, getting uh, close to returning, he might be worth taking a shot at, but right now, at least in redraft leagues, he's not worth your time. The next receiver is Traylon or not Traylon Burks, but Jahan Dotson who actually went before Traylon Burks last season. Um, I'm going to say meh, like first first meh on this list because Jahan Dotson showed flashes um, last season with a couple quarterbacks in Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. But what really is this commander's team? Like if Sam Howell's good, I'd give and, and, he, he, and he like starts to improve and he, he's balling out. I think Jahan Dotson does really well, but you're thinking about drafting DeAndre Hopkins or Traylon Burks versus Jahan Dotson. Like, I I think it's pretty easy. I'd take the two Tennessee guys over Jahan Dotson right now, mostly because there's a wide receiver one and DeAndre Hopkins there. And you're, instead of taking Jahan Dotson, who's behind uh, Terry McLaurin, like I'm not sure what Jahan Dotson, I think he's a really good football player and I think he showed promise, but I think there's better options right now at, at the same kind of ADP that Jahan Dotson is going at. 
the next guy that we'll talk about so we get to just a few more here about three or four more is christian watson i'm gonna say this dude's a stud he kind of balled out towards the end of the season last year and kind of the same reason why I like Drake London and Chris Olave. This is a dude who who kind of got better as the season went on and we saw that wide receiver one potential. Now Jordan Love comes in and there really isn't anybody else to throw to as well. Like you have Romeo Dobbs, you have a lot of young guys, but Christian Watson pretty much made himself known as as the number one wide receiver on that team. There's no more Robert Tunyon to take touches from. They have uh, some rookie tight ends in that in that room. You have Aaron Jones out of the backfield, A.J. Dillon. They'll get their touches, but outside of that, Christian Watson is, is going to have to be the wide receiver one by force this season for the Green Bay Packers. So I, I think kind of where he's going right now, Christian Watson is worth the investment because, frankly, volume is king, right? And... You know, if you can get a one kind of farther down the draft boards, like you got to take those guys. The next guy on this list, let's talk about George Pickens. And I know I've said that I do not like George Pickens, but I'm going to give him a meh kind of rating as well, because I think he is so volatile in this in this Steelers offense. We saw last season that Deontay Johnson did not score a touchdown all season. He George Pickens was the only Steelers receiver to score a touchdown last season. And I think that's pretty scary when you consider that, like, this offense, I don't know the identity of it. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be really good, so that gives him some points. But but the offense that Matt Canada is kind of constructing up there is just so, it's so volatile, and it can just change on a whim. And there's there's a lot of other good players like Pat Fryermuth and does Deontay Johnson rebound and Najee Harris is there. Like there's a lot of players that, that could kind of make a headache. So I wouldn't go reaching for George Pickens, but if you do get value on him and you, it kind of is too good to refuse. I, I don't hate the pick, but I'm, I'm not setting my expectations super high for George Pickens. The last guy I'll talk about is Sky Moore. I, I I kind of give him a, a, a quiet stud on this list here, um, mostly because we've seen in the past the Kansas City Chiefs like to slow play their wide receivers. And while kind of Sky Moore did not do a lot last season and was pretty disappointing, I, I think it wasn't for a lack of trying. I think he just didn't get a lot of the snaps last season that um, that other rookies did. And I think with a whole year under his belt, and frankly, outside of him and Travis Kelsey and Kadarius Tony, if he doesn't get hurt, um, I, I, th- I think he's there's going to be volume in that, and there's going to be opportunity to make him kind of a sneaky guy towards the later rounds that you can grab and kind of stash, and then uh, finally see once he gets his potential going. And yeah, that's going to do it today for the flex. Thank you all for listening. I do very much appreciate it. I love doing this show. Um, Gets me just time right now, at least, to just kind of empty the thoughts, the fantasy thoughts that are racing through my brain every single day. But uh, pretty soon football season is approaching. We'll have a lot of guests. We'll have a lot of good discussion. I'm working currently on all of my rankings for all my positional uh, different charts and everything like that so i'm so excited to share those might put it up as an article on broadway sports media not sure working on that right now and then there will be more details about a broadway sports media league how you can get involved in that kind of follow us there 
I'm super excited for that. So look, be on the lookout for that. And with that, we will see you next week.